Welcome to The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. And now, your host, Dave Gibbs. Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. Today, we are in Mayor Sue Finkham's office with Mayor Sue Finkham. She's the new mayor of Carmel, Indiana, and she was previously with the city council for 12 years, and she was on our 18th episode, and now um, she is now the mayor of the city. Welcome and congratulations, Your Honor. Thank you. It Thank is great you. To have you. It's here. great to hear Mayor in front of my name Mayor after the Sue last time Finkham. we spoke, and I was still running like a crazy woman yeah. to get the seat. Well, that it's exciting, and it's now it's the beginning. So it's that it's like we were saying that the end of the candidate. It's like now what do we do, right? <laughs> that feeling you've got all this stuff ahead of you. Yeah. It's like coming out of the um, the gate as a downhill skier. <laughs> That's probably how it feels. Yeah. Right? There's some uphill. <laughs> See, there's some uphill. <laughs> well, we it's been a few months and when we when you were on on the um you know, the road to becoming mayor, um just going back, kind of what was what was that like going through uh running for office? You were on city council and um you know you had you had this huge history of the the prior mayor, who's um, was a visionary, but now you're the new mayor, and there's just lots of things you you've you've got ahead. But um, could you tell us a little bit about about the about running this this past year? It's a commitment. No matter what election I've been through, it's been a commitment. You know, as a city councilor. I always had a full-time job that was always very busy and demanding. And then you have the role of serving as a city councilor. But then on top of that, you add effectively another job, and that's being a campaign or, or a candidate in a campaign. Mm-hmm. Running for mayor was over and above 10 times harder than what I experienced in the past. Uh, now I was running a business uh, responsible for eight people's payroll plus you know contractors and all our clients who... Um, you know, rely on me, mm-hmm. plus then run, uh, still serving as a city councilor and now running a full-time campaign, which is exactly like running another business. So it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stressful. It's the worst personality contest you ever want to go through or popularity <laughs> contest you ever want to go through. Sure. Um, it's demanding on your family. It's demanding on your pocketbook. It's demanding on your sanity. It's all those things. So uh, I am super happy it's done for all those reasons. Um, but at the same time, I miss it just a little mm-hmm. because the, the, the part that was most rewarding about the whole thing is meeting people in their homes and in cafes and on the street where people were freely sharing about what they wanted to see in their community mm-hmm. and what they would hope I would do as a candidate once elected. Mm-hmm. So I miss that because that engagement is meaningful to me. Oh, yeah, that that really is. And um, as you spoke about before, you wanted, one of your priorities um, what you had said was to get engagement mm-hmm. with the community because I think in American culture for far too long 
There are many people who are engaged and involved, but there are just many people who it's kind of like, it's like education. You just let the teachers do it all, and then, you know, the kids get home, and then we do our other stuff. And an education is so much more than just letting them go. In the sense of, of, of uh, taking care of the city, it's more than just, okay, yeah, whatever. Because when you get into that situation, then that's when a lot of people who get disconnected think, you know, well, why are we paying taxes for all those pipes? You know what I mean? It's like, what's that, what's that tax for? It's like, well, you don't want standing water in your front lawn, right? And those things, so. We have 106,000 people in our community, many of which are, you know, game changers, world leaders, mm -hmm. uh, people who run incredible businesses or raise six kids. You know, we have all sorts of opinions. 15% of our population is foreign born. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we just have to do a great job of mining for information from them. Mm -hmm. They have great ideas. They experience the city so differently uh, than their neighbor does, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's experience is different. And we have to manage that experience and understand it in order <coughs> to serve them. So that's, that's the goal. Uh, oh, yeah. And we're starting out of the gate here with a big community survey, which was a big campaign promise of mine. Uh -huh. And um, you know, I'm hoping to get a good return on our investment there in meaning we get a lot of feedback right. and we get a lot of actionable ideas we can put in place. So Did, was, that, was that good in terms of the actionable, you know, in terms of the response? It's, it's underway right now. So people can still take it okay. and uh, they can go to our city Facebook page and get a link and uh, take it. And we're also, if they need a paper copy, they can call the city hall here and we'll get them one. Okay. But that's underway right now. We just launched it last week and, um, you know, it took us a, a few weeks to work with an expert on how to get the questions right and how to make sure we're going to get as much information as possible back. Well, great. We will uh, put the link for that. Perfect. In, in the description. Notes. Perfect. That's wonderful. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. And and there you've got another way of getting involvement from, from people. Well, to to conclude for Chapter 1, um, you're following Mayor Jim Brainerd, mm -hmm. now Mayor Sue Finko. <laughs> um, he ended on a very good note. Yeah. You've got really good momentum. Can you tell us about that? legacy to transition because now you're running the train yeah mayor brainerd's vision is what got me involved in the city in the first place it's what drew many corporate employers here so he's an incredible job creating the, the community we all enjoy now so as one of my very uh, astute uh, supporters said now don't screw it up <laughs> i take that to heart um, but no, he's left a legacy of success in our built environment, you know, our incredible trail system, you know, all the different gathering places where people now have a quality place that they can come enjoy. Mm -hmm. He's made a difference in our transportation network with the 150 roundabouts that we have and, um, you know, has sparked really the conversion of many intersections across the country into roundabouts because of our success here. So I feel like my next thing to, to jump off of where he has taken us is to really invest in people. Mm -hmm. Invest in the people inside City Hall so that they're the best workers they can be to serve our constituents mm -hmm. and also invest in the people that are here by continuing to provide quality of place, continuing to listen, um, and also getting more involvement through more engagement on committees and boards and commissions and also just ways to voice their opinion. 
we're getting ready to uh, launch a 311 program, which is a way that uh, our city can also you know, request services, uh, where it be picking up trash, or maybe there's a pothole, mm -hmm. or, or a noise complaint, or whatever, uh, that they can come in and respond to this in a way that the city can act on it and track and trend it. That'll be launched later this year, but that's just, again, continuing to build on the legacy of a great community, one of mm -hmm. the best places to live in the country, which is what Jim started so many years ago. Sure. And now you've got, um, you're building on a new legacy of, of great civics, mm -hmm. getting people involved. And, and that is critical at this time of a very divided period in, in our country's um, history and time. So, um, well, best wishes on that. That that sounds like you've got you've got good momentum, yeah. and you've got um, people that you know. I think they're behind you, from what I hear and see. The um, you know, Carmel started out basically a, a Quaker village and became a suburban town and a city, um, but is now really a destination city. And so, and that's kind of yet to be defined, isn't it? Because, well, <clears throat> it does have proximity to Indianapolis. It's not Indianapolis, you know, donut city kind of thing. It's, you know, extended. It's, uh, you're your own city now. So that's exciting. And we'll see how things develop. Well, we're going to take a break right now. And uh, we'll be back with Chapter 2 with Mayor Sue Finkham on The Omnibus Show. Experience live entertainment up close and personal at Feinstein's at Hotel Carmichael. A cabaret venue located at Carmel City Center, north of Indianapolis, Indiana. Named after multi-nominated artist Michael Feinstein. Feinstein's at Hotel Carmichael showcases unbelievable talent in a unique, intimate space. Previous talent includes Frank D'Ambrosio, the longest-running phantom of the opera, Tony nominee Jared Spector, and world-renowned Rolling Stone tribute band Satisfaction. Feinstein's is a traditional cabaret that allows patrons to have a great view of the stage from every seat in the house and able to interact with their favorite performers. Enjoy upscale dining before each show, prepared by their award-winning chef with monthly curated menus. And patrons can also partake in handcrafted cocktails developed by our own mixologists. On Thursday, Feinstein's features different varieties of acts. Be mystified by magician David Rinaldi with his hit-selling show, Deception. Enjoy a classic burlesque show or a comedy show. On Sundays, enjoy our brunch events like Jazz Brunch with singer Blair Clark. A venue perfect for all ages, for the young and the young at heart. Feinstein's is located in the gorgeous Hotel Carmichael an immersive boutique hotel that celebrates the history of the great American songbook. A foundation dear to the heart of Carmel, a city trailblazing the growth of performing arts in the Indianapolis area. Your night doesn't have to end after a show at Feinstein's. The love of music sweeps out of the venue into Hotel Carmichael. Enjoy live music at the lobby bar, Adagio, or spend the night in one of the hotel's elegantly styled rooms. There truly is nothing else like Feinstein's at Hotel Carmichael. Visit Feinstein's to experience the intimate entertainment and luxury for yourself. Well, hello, and welcome back to Chapter 2 of the Omnibus Show. Today we are with Mayor Sue Finkham in her office, 
and we are talking about her vision and the challenges ahead for the city of Carmel. Hi, welcome Hi. back. <laughs> welcome back. So yeah. yeah, you've got all of it. I, I think of in someone in your position, it is like being an Olympic downhill skier and you just got out of the gate and the person who went before you had a pretty good time. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, speed time. And so to get to the bottom with all those projects and everything, you've got to be very focused. And um, please tell us about that. Well, let's, and challenges. let's continue your analogy a bit. The guy who went down the hill before me mm -hmm. had maybe a little bit different set of weather conditions. Yes. Maybe a little bit different wax on the skis. <laughs> maybe a little bit different length. So I'm a different leader yeah. at a different time. And I think that's important to note. The last 10 years we had uh, historically low interest rates for borrowing. Mm -hmm. uh, we had different development opportunities in our community. For instance, the Monon Trail that was uh, prime for redevelopment all along its core by the Midtown Plaza and all that, which is oh, yeah. you know, an incredible award-winning place. Um, but I our, love it. I think yeah. it's one of the best things. That well, it's award-winning for a reason, right? It many, is. many people doing and a day like today where it's sunny, even though it's a little chilly, mm -hmm. we'll still have people out there enjoying themselves and, and creating opportunities for memories that they haven't had in the past. So mm -hmm. it, it did what it was supposed to do, and it was also spur more economic development. But now interest rates are higher. Uh, the market's having a little bit of correction, especially in the office space. Although Carmel's office vacancy is much, much lower than our competitors, it's still got challenges along the US 31 corridor. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something the city has to look at. And to combat that, we're hiring an executive director of economic development and creating an economic development department to go hunting for business and create a new framework uh, from which we can guide our developers as far as what we want moving forward. We also have to make sure we tell our story really effectively. 10, 20 years ago, we were much further ahead than our Hamilton County peers. Now, when you look at Westfield and Noblesville and, of course, Fishers to our east, uh, we're much more alike, even though we have different focus and different opportunities for our residents. But we have to make sure we're crystal clear on what the value proposition is for someone wanting to invest here with mm -hmm. a business or move their family here. Yeah. Uh, to do that, we are changing some of the ways we communicate, but mainly we're going to go through a rebrand uh, to make sure that who we are, what we stand for, and what value we offer is clear. Can you tell us about that? Yes, we're engaging a firm. Uh, we're doing an RFP right now to identify um, a partner to help us identify clearly what our value is here in Carmel. Obviously, we have investment in arts. We have incredible schools, which is our number one economic development opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, we have incredible corporate headquarters here, access to US 31, and again, the built environment and quality of place that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. So how do we package that and position it in a way that's compelling for someone to choose us over Indianapolis or any one of our Hamilton County peers, or really Nashville, Dallas, Raleigh, Charlotte, some of the other peers across the city that we yes. compete against on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, we need to make sure that that is both um, shown visually in the in effect of a logo, but also how we tell our story in video work, in our social media, and even our elevator conversations with people who we may be visiting City Hall for the first time from another city. Yeah. So we're working on all that, more to come, but it's exciting. And I think it's a good time. The Indy Chamber is also embarking upon 
a regional branding initiative of which I'm taking part as a representative of Carmel oh, to make sure our region is well positioned against other regions. Uh, you know, it's hard to compete with Nashville, who's identified as Music City. Right. right? Clear identity. Mm-hmm. And even though um, not every one of the suburbs can say they're a Music City, it lifts their individual stories. And we need our Indianapolis region to help lift us while we conversely help lift them by being a gem of a community sure. in the Indianapolis region. So I'm excited about all of that. I think it'll benefit people from the fact that uh, it will instill pride. Uh, it will also create unprecedented value for their home, yeah. uh, for their kids going to school here. Uh, and also, you know, a good brand is aspirational. A good brand leads you to a better tomorrow. Yeah. And that's what I think we can uh, value most in that rebranding effort. Yeah, that's, um, that's quite a challenge. And it sounds like uh, quite a noble pursuit because, as I was saying, in this very divided time, having that kind of, of civics outlook is very important for having a healthy community, um, no matter where one is living throughout the country. But, um, you know, we have a pretty positive view, I think, in Indiana overall in terms of people being, you know, down home and, and, and welcoming and so forth. But um, that will be, uh, that sounds like a great challenge. You know, I think a lot of cities create a brand and talk aspirationally about what they want to be. Yeah. And then they build a built environment. You know, then they develop the uh, fantastic park infrastructure or they develop a trail system or they develop a key building in their community. We're doing it the other way around. You know, Mayor Brainerd, as you talked about, has provided us with momentum. Mm-hmm. He built all those great things where people want a quality community. And now we're flipping the switch and saying, okay, now we're going to talk about all of it in a way that is just compelling. Uh, that's going to make us stand off the page. So that's what we want. That's We want to be able to give our residents an opportunity to tell their friends and family why it's great to move here. We want our talent across the country to come here. And another initiative I'm going to be working on later this year with, I've got seven young people signed up and ready to go is to how to bring back Carmel graduates to Carmel. Oh, okay. Whether they're Carmel High School, University High School, homeschooled or private school, uh, how they can come back here Mm -hmm. with the talent. We don't want them flying to some other state. We want them coming back here and investing here because they're going to be much more likely to support our philanthropic efforts like in arts. They're going to be much likely more to volunteer, much likely more to have their kids go through our school system. So that's going to be, I think, a fun initiative. You know, when you get a bunch of 20-somethings around a table, there's energy and excitement. Very and they're, so. they're They're ready to go. So I just have to, to turn them loose, and I'm looking forward to doing that. You can do the kind of back home again in Indiana. It's like, <laughs> we want you back home again in Indiana. How's that? Yeah, we want it back in Carmel. We want it right <laughs> here. That's even better. <laughs> Not Westfield or anywhere else. We right. want it right here. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's going to be fun. That'll be a fun challenge. But... Um, you know, a lot of people, it's like moving up here, we're like younger couples and so forth. Now they're having families, and as that develops, this will be more of that more traditional kind of coming home type of thing. Um, critical components, now kind of part of the education part of the program. What are some critical components for someone who wants to be involved as a, an elected city official? What, what wisdom would you provide for them? 
So I As kinda, you're skiing down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the trees. Yes. Uh, I feel like there's some key building blocks people need to do. And that is, first and foremost, understand city government. Mm -hmm. And so just to pay attention to how the city council works and go to a meeting. They're live streamed. They don't even have to do, they don't even have to come here to City Hall. Mm -hmm. They can see that on our broadcast or on Facebook and how city council works. Um, engaging with an elected official, whether it be myself or our city council members, our judge or our uh, uh, clerk. You know, those are key aspects just to ask questions and understand. And then to get involved. So uh, whether it be coming to a meeting or volunteering at one of the city events or uh, asking to be on a board or commission, that's kind of the next step in involvement. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, in the state of Indiana, you have to fly your flag, whether you're Republican, Libertarian, or Democrat. So there's also a political component they're going to have to deal with mm -hmm. um, because you have to file in a primary. We have to say we're Republican or Democrat when you vote. So there is a piece of that that they need to be engaged and involved in as well. Yes. So it's a kind of a multi-purpose uh, way of getting there, but multifaceted way of getting there, but they have to understand the political component. They have to understand the civic component. And more than anything, they have to understand what they can do personally. Mm -hmm. um, that involves, can they do they have extra time in their job? I've seen people try to get involved in trade organizations and politically and forgot to take care of that piece and maybe weren't doing such a great job with their career then and they were struggling. Mm. Uh, they have to make sure they got things buttoned up in, as, a, as a family if they have a family mm -hmm. and they're not just a single person living alone. Uh, but even things, as, and this is going to sound silly, but so much time is involved in the evenings is even taking care of your dog sometimes is hard, right? Because if you're gone four nights a week and you have commitments at home, whether it be a dog, kids, a husband or wife or a significant other, there are commitments and those things have to be discussed before someone just jumps into running for something. That's that's the mom and me probably coaching. Sure. Uh, but it's a reality. It does sound like mom. And yeah. it sounds very healthy because a lot of those can get out of, of proportion. Yeah. And honestly, it holds women back more than men. And uh, the Center for American Women in Politics at Rutgers actually has some studies on this. But men are more likely to get out of bed when they go, yeah, I'm running for Congress. <laughs> and uh, a woman yeah. is much like, more likely to go, okay, I'm interested in something. I need education. I need encouragement. I need someone to ask me. I need to make sure my kids are going to be you know, fed for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. My career's on a track. If all those things line up, then I'll throw my hat in the ring. Gotcha. And men will be like, yeah, I'll just see how it goes. And the so it's a difference. Same yeah. thing in how we apply for jobs. It's said that men will apply for a job and they only have like maybe 40% of the qualifications. Women won't want to apply unless they have 70, 80, 90% of the qualifications. Mm. So it's a difference in uh, the genders for sure. But mm -hmm. um, I would encourage more women to make sure they have those conversations in their head and get their self-confidence built up and go for it because we need more women to run. You know, my, my late mother was uh, head of the Chamber of Commerce in St. John, Indiana, years ago. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, although she seemed more like the guy like She was very feminine, but she was just <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. She just yeah. got up and did it. But she did take in all of those considerations. Well, uh, to conclude, um, Mayor Finkham, um, what is coming up for the city that you would like to tell us about? Well, uh, we talked about a couple of things. We talked about more engagement. Uh, we also talked about rebranding. The next thing we're going to introduce here shortly is the Carmel Housing Task Force. This is something that came up a lot on our campaigns and our door-to-door -door is how much housing is too much? How many apartments is too much? Why do we build apartments? Why don't we have more affordable housing? 
et cetera, et cetera. So I committed to doing a commission or a task force that's going to launch soon with nine members from various entities so we can look at what are the trends and what are the demographics and what are the challenges we face with single-family housing? What's the challenges we face with multifamily housing? What's our workforce needs? And then really kind of come with some recommendations to the community as far as what we want to chase from an investment standpoint and also what's going to make sure that we still maintain one of those most desirable cities in the country and that we have the workforce that will also allow us to attract those companies that also help us have all these amenities but um, you know pay a little bit more taxes on the average homeowner. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time thank you. with us today. And best wishes on your future and thank you. doing really well on getting down that hill. <laughs> thank you so much. Let me know at the end what my score is, eh? <laughs> yeah, will do. Thank you, Your Honor. It's been a pleasure. And that's it for today's episode of the Omnibus Show with Mayor Sue Finkham from the Mayor's Office in Carmel, Indiana. We look forward to being with you next week when we're back at Feinstein's and we'll be with our sponsor, Hotel Carmichael. Until then, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Omnibus Show. If you enjoyed this program, please like, share, and subscribe to continue the conversation. For The Omnibus Show newsletter, please sign up at theomnibusshow.com.